Let's focus on communicating Cause I just need the time and place to come through Hey, 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 what's going on guys? How you guys doing out there? You're now listening to the YFYI podcast I am your host, Sonny D Hopefully you're having an amazing week Hopefully you're having an amazing month and the beginning of your year is getting started just the way you thought it would. If you're a repeat listener, welcome back to the YFYI podcast. If you are a new listener, welcome to the YFYI podcast. Your first year in the beauty industry, this is where you come to not just learn how to survive but thrive in the business of beauty. So I know I've been working on getting more episodes out to you guys. I took a little hiatus at the beginning of the year after December of 2017 when I did an episode a day for a month, a little personal challenge to myself. Definitely was more than a challenge because it it got me, uh, got me podcast overdosed and then I took a little time off. But coming back at it now, getting back on the YFY podcast, this is episode 118, so if you haven't listened to the previous 117 episodes, that's going to be my first recommendations you can get caught up. Even if you have, you know, some of those, I know some of you guys have shared some of your favorite ones, uh, those are those are awesome when I get comments on certain episodes that you've either taken something from, taken action on something, put something into play, gotten different results. So keep those coming. Uh, some of the ones that were shared with me that were some of the favorites, you know, I was doing a little polling. If you guys are following on Instagram, if you're following me on Instagram and Facebook and things like that, you know you can do those polls. So I was doing some polling on a couple of different episodes, and one of the all-time favorites was actually an early episode, which is YFYI 004, the fourth episode. That episode was called Perfecting Your Pitch. It was all about, you know, if you're new to the game, if you're new building a new business, if you're new to a new city, if you're new to whatever you're doing, inevitably you've got to get out there and you've got to build your business meaning you've got to get out there and you've got to sell yourself you got to sell your services you got to sell whatever product you have you've got to get out there and you got to become vulnerable so that episode was all about perfecting your pitch like what do you say what if you only had 30 seconds how do you create instant rapport what if you were in the elevator you know the elevator pitch some of you guys may have heard of that what do you say do you forget your own name Do you have something to say? Do you have a conversation starter that can instantly build rapport with somebody? Can you get them to become interested in you? And then actually soliciting you versus you soliciting them. So that's what that episode was all about. Another one that became a big one, a big winner, big, big, big winner, was why you want to quit. You know, so in that one, I talked about a lot of the things that we all face you know, myself building a business, a lot of you guys out there are building businesses. 
uh, as I started as a stylist building just one business, which was my hair guest, my people, my clients, the people I worked on every single day, that was one business. Then when I became a salon owner, that became a whole different beast because then you're not only, you know, maybe building your business if you are still going to be doing hair, but you're also building the entire company. So that's a different kind of business. You're also building people. That's a whole another kind of skill set, a whole another kind of business. So when you face challenges, which you will inevitably, there's going to become, you know, there's going to there's going to come times when you're going to feel like, uh, you know, you can't, you don't want to get out of bed or you just want to throw in the towel. So some of those reasons, that's kind of what I focused on in that episode and what you can do to kind of overcome, quiet the beast, quiet the voices and put those things, lay them down, put them out for good so you can keep on moving forward. They may rear their ugly heads again, and then you'll have the tools to know how to handle them. So that was another one that came in. So that one was episode 17, and another one that came in, which was cool, and I'm actually pretty excited that this one came in because this was when I started doing this series. There Inevitably, I kept running into different questions about money and about, you know, finance and about different things. And so I started like a sub set, which every so many episodes I've started doing called the money episode. You can find those if you look for the hashtag TME. They're still under the YFYI podcast umbrella, but they're just like sub branched off episodes. So the money episode actually came and that was episode number 59. And that was actually the very first money episode where I just started talking about some of the the language. And you as a creative person, maybe you're not a finance major. I know I'm not. Maybe math isn't your first passion. I know for me it's not. But even though it's not my first passion, I still want to make money. I still need to make money to be able to take care of my business, to be able to take care of myself, to be able to take care of my family. So there's just no getting around it. You've got to learn about the topic. You've got to learn about the terminology. You've got to learn how to look at money as a tool. You've got to learn how to take money and use it as a tool, as a utility. And you also have to learn how to you know, take that money, have it go out, and come back with friends, with more money. Go forth and multiply. That's what we say to our money. Go forth and multiply. So I started doing the money episodes. There's actually quite a few of them now sprinkled throughout the YFY podcast. I think I am up to, during the money episodes, let's see, which one am I up to here? Uh, Looks like there's actually nine money episodes sprinkled throughout. The last one that I did was actually episode YFY podcast, episode number 114. So if you haven't listened to those, definitely check those out. I will be doing some more polls on some of the other episodes as you guys share let me know you know what some of your favorite episodes are so today really what I wanted to do is just kind of update you guys on a couple of things and uh, talk about the social game you know right now it's it's so kind of I I guess you could say cluttered is one word Uh, confusing is another word you know a lot of times when I talk about social and I'm talking about social media social media platforms people turning on their social game, getting their social currency moving. A lot of people like look at me and you can kind of tell where in the beginning they're kind of following and then as we get a little bit deeper into it, 
you start to lose people. And I'm wondering, like, what's going on here? So I wanted to talk about uh, the social game and just maybe influence your approach. You know, as a hairstylist, a lot of us are thinking, you know, very one-dimensional when it comes to social media. And I want to try to get you to think a little bit more multi-dimensional. Even in our, in our own company, we have a division, which we've been developing for the past three years, and really kind of figuring out, you know, just our philosophy, what our approach is going to be. I've been testing certain things on myself as a company, as a brand, and now we've actually decided to make more of a commitment into the, the realm of media. So we have a, a company we're starting, we're building out called 1.0 Media, and 1.0 Media's job is really going to be to dominate omnipresence. And omnipresence, basically, when you think about omnipresence, it's about being everywhere all the time at the same time. And when I talk to a lot of hairstylists, a lot of hairstylists are not thinking omnipresence. They're thinking very, you know, singular, you know, one-dimensional. Most of them are just on a platform but not taking advantage of the platform. And when I talk about the platform, I'm talking about the platform of social media. You have to think about people and mediums and how they consume. There's really three ways people consume. The three ways that people consume are going to be either a video, they're going to be audio, or they're going to be written. You know, and so when people take your content in, you know, if you just are doing, say, Instagram, you have an opportunity there really to hit all three mediums, but then you also have other platforms that you can take advantage of as well. So when you're posting your pictures, you're posting on Instagram, you got a great picture, you did some great hair, awesome. You post that picture, of course you wanna make sure the hair is the focus, the lighting is great, the hair looks great. You wanna be able to capture it in its, in its pure essence the best you can. Then you have an opportunity underneath that picture to write a caption, to draw people in. You also have an opportunity to use hashtags, which help kind of curate pictures. So if somebody goes into the search tool on an Instagram, they can put in the hashtag blonde. They can pull up all the top blonde photos, most recent blonde photos, and the top ones will be the ones that got the most engagement, interactions, and such. So they can pull that up. So that's where the hashtags come in to use. But you also, in that description, which is called the copy, right? So you've got the art which is your picture, and then you've got the written word, which is called the copy. You have an opportunity for someone that is reading to capture them in so many words. Now, unlike you know some of the other platforms on Instagram, there's not really, I don't think, a limit. I don't think there's a text limit, but you may not want to write and write and write and tell like a long, drawn-out saga, but you do want to think and be creative with the copy that you use. You know, think of it as, you know, the words, the dialogue. In our company, we call it delicious dialogue, having something to say about that picture that can maybe capture somebody's attention, maybe get them to think a little bit about it, maybe to almost imagine something about it. So working on your copy, having one or two great, you know, sentences, a couple of buzzwords that you're going to have in there that will support and enhance the picture. So that's just one platform, though. And a lot, of, a lot of you guys, as I'm talking to you, you're working that one platform. What I want you to open your mind up to is what other platforms could you be working? What other, what other ways could you be reaching your audience? So then if you look at Facebook, for example, right? Facebook, they own Instagram. But on Facebook, you may be able to share something 
a little bit differently. You could share the same picture, but you may not want to. Maybe on Facebook, maybe you're going to share a video. On Instagram, you can share a video. I think their right now limit is like a minute long video. On Facebook, you could share a longer form video. So maybe you decided, okay, you're going to do a time lapse of a technique or you're going to maybe put that together with some images, put that on Facebook. Maybe it's more than a minute. You then also have the opportunity on there, of course, to add copy to that video as well. You also have you know, an opportunity on there within that copy to use the hashtags to also you know, use links. So in your copy on Instagram, you're not able to use links. You can use a link in your bio on Instagram. So someone could, you could always say, hey, reference the link in my bio. Some people may scroll back, go to your bio, but if they're in your feed, they may not want to bother with it. But if they go to your bio, then they could click on a link and you could take them somewhere. Maybe that somewhere is your website. Maybe that somewhere is a page that's they're going to help you up to learn more about you or your salon or your company, your business. So think about how you use that link in Instagram. But on Facebook, you share the picture or a video. You can take advantage of the copy and then right in the copy, you can also put a link that will be activated. So they don't have to go to your bio. They don't have to go look for it in there. So when you post, a lot of people will post, like I know I do, I push you know, stuff that I post on Instagram over to my Facebook page. But keeping that in mind, sometimes I'll put the link in the copy on Instagram knowing it'll be dead. It won't work there. But I'll write also, you know, link in bio and then I'll write or, you know, click here because when I push that over to Facebook, I know that that link will become active. So you have to think about your strategy and where your content's going to show up and how your content can be used on those different platforms. So that's another way to think about Facebook. Now, some people are like, well, you know, just use Instagram like Facebook's dead. Trust me, guys, Facebook is not dead. Even though, depending on when you listen to this podcast, they've been in the news recently, there's this kind of black cloud over Facebook. It's going to take a lot more than a black cloud to destroy Facebook, okay? So Facebook is still relevant. It's a platform you have to be engaged in. And like I said in the beginning, when I was talking about this, besides it owns Instagram, right? So then you have to think about, okay, what other channels do you have? And if you think about these as channels, if you think about like Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, Medium, LinkedIn, Vero, Musical.ly, all these different platforms that people are playing on as like the CNN, CBS, NBC, Fox, ABC, uh, what else, what other channels are there? I don't know. All the channels, right? If you have a commercial, you have a product, you have a service, do you want to pigeonhole yourself and just have it on one commercial, on one channel? No. You want to have multiple commercials. You want to have it on multiple channels. Your goal with your commercial, your product, your content is to get it in front of as many eyeballs as possible. So when you think about creating your content, that's where I'm trying to get you to think a little bit more multi-dimensional, multi-channel, omnipresence versus singular, single dimension, one dimension, no presence. So the next one you can take advantage of, of course, inside of Instagram, you have a couple of areas you can play. You have the main feed, 
also Instagram stories. And then when Instagram stories comes out, everyone's like, oh, no, Instagram stories. They basically, they, they took over Snapchat. Well, here's the thing. They didn't take over Snapchat. Snapchat is still a channel. You know, that's like saying, um, you know, Fox took over CNN. No, you're always going to have people that are going to watch Fox. You're always going to have people that are going to watch CNN. You're going to have also people that watch both. So Instagram didn't take over Snapchat. They still have millions and millions of active users every single month. And if you ever want to look at some of the stats, I mean, it's a publicly traded company. There's plenty of information, just like Facebook is a publicly traded company. Plenty of information. You can dig into the numbers. But millions of monthly active users, or what they call MAU, monthly active users, are still coming to Snapchat. And they've done some innovations if you haven't been on their platform in a while. Or if you're thinking, oh, it's young, it's young. Everything is young, right? MySpace started, it was young. The crowd grew up, Facebook started, it was young. The crowd grows up, but there's still going to be crossover. You're going to have some younger people on there, of course. You're going to have older people on there, of course. Every age group is represented. You can get into the demographic, but if you're looking at you know 20, 20 to 35-year-olds, you want to be, they're playing in all those sandboxes. They're playing on Instagram. They're playing on Facebook. They're using some stories. Stories has a lot of cool tools you can use with it from location tagging. Obviously, you have the filters. You can share video. You can share audio. You can share hashtags in there. You can tag other Instagram accounts in the story, in your picture or your video. So there's lots of cool features in there. When you go over to Snapchat, where you're gonna find what you're gonna find and kind of where you're gonna find Snapchat comes into play. It's gonna be. It's not gonna be. It's it's a little bit more raw. A little bit more uncut, gonna be a little bit less polished. You know, a lot of it, it could be, you know, kind of spur of the moment, just real life, what's happening right then and there. You can share still, you can share video, you can also do location. If you really wanna get fancy, you can get into creating geo filters where you start sharing, you know, wherever you're at. You create a little filter. I know when I go and speak and I do speaking engagements at the different schools, I'll create the, uh, the, the buzz around a geo filter while I'm at that school. So then the students, they can use that when they're taking pictures, when we're taking pictures after, during the book signing. You know, sometimes we'll do little contests. So there's things that you can do with the Snapchat geo filters. Now the tools that they have, if you go on uh, geofilter.snapchat.com, you can actually create your own, or if you have a designer, or if you do Photoshop, you can you know use that, create your own, upload them. They'll give you all the dimensions. Or they have tools where you can create real basic ones right there on their uh, website. So it's something I definitely would check out. But when you're thinking about your, you know, your Snapchat presence, your commercial, how is the content going to maybe be a little different? How are you going to make it more you know, what's known as native to Snapchat so it fits the, the screen? Right, you got the full screen. It's pretty much on Snapchat. It's gonna be more vertical. Sometimes I'll do some stuff on the horizontal on the landscape mode, but pretty much it's gonna be a vertical viewing experience. So you're gonna be taking up the whole screen, whether it's your video or your picture. Think about the time too. You can have anything from a 10 second to up to a minute, a uh, bunch of clips that are all strung together on Snapchat. So you've got some options there. And then of course, you've got messaging on there. You've got uh, you've got group snaps. You've got also the Discover page where some of the 
you know, popular users. You can learn about brands. A lot of brands are playing in that space. So depending on the size of your business, might be something that you think about in like your future strategy. What does it look like? Are you going to start to get involved as a brand with Snapchat? Are you going to maybe take advantage of some other advertising tools that they have? There's definitely some opportunities on that platform. Uh, the next one, I'm kind of going in, I guess, you know, big to not as big. They're all pretty big. Uh, but moving on down the line, Twitter. Are you playing on Twitter? Twitter is one of those that's, you know, it's been around for a long time. It's gone through a lot of changes. Some people are like anti-Twitter. Some people don't play with Twitter. Some people play a lot with Twitter. Obviously, you know, Donald Trump has made Twitter a thing again because he you know basically used it to win uh, the presidential election and he kind of controls his message through there and it's a lot of people are like wow you know he's given relevance to it so a lot of more people are starting to play with it now uh, but great for just sharing um, information getting updates getting news um, you can use pictures on there you can use video on there you definitely can link a lot on there you can use it just to share thoughts, random thoughts, random ideas. That's sometimes what I use it for. I also will uh, repost some of my content from Instagram on Twitter as well. And then people that you follow, engagement's always a great tool. Twitter is to engage with people. People you may think you don't have access to, give Twitter a try. You never know. You're trying to get in touch with somebody, reach out to them, send them a message. You'll, you'll be surprised. You know, brands are on there, people are on there, so there's a lot of a lot of different tools, and it's short form, very short form. So if you're writing copy, it's a good training ground to learn how to get your message uh, tight because you only have so many characters. I think right now it's like two or 250 characters. It used to be 140 or less, so they expanded it a little bit. So you got a few more words you can get in there, but you still got to have your message tight. You can't be going on and on and on and writing some long form, you know, message. So that's a good training ground for that. Um, beyond those, so you got you know your Facebook, your Instagram, your Snapchat, and your Twitter. A few other ones that are notable that you may want to consider as a business. LinkedIn is huge. Business, it's really a, a networking business building space where you can learn a lot. You can also you know connect with people on there. So that's a great platform for that. Uh, Pinterest. Pinterest is still around. Pinterest shopping experience. A lot of people, it's like window shopping. So when you go on there, you know, looking through um, a lot of, I'm not as active on Pinterest, but a lot of, you know, people when they're trying to get inspired, they're looking for hair, they're looking for ideas, looking for clothes, they're looking for makeup, you know, pinning things to their board and going on there and browsing. So that's a big shopping inspired kind of inspirational experience on, on Pinterest. Uh, then you got some of the emerging ones. So these are some like I play with a little bit. Uh, Vero, of course, you know, there's Buzz. Oh, Vero, 100 million, you know, first, uh, was it million or 100 million? I forget what it, what it was. But they're gonna like, oh, we're going to have to pay after a certain number. So, of course, you sign up early, you're free, and yada, yada, yada. Good marketing pitch. So I jumped on there. I definitely have a profile. I taste, you know, I'm always about tasting, seeing what's what's happening. I'm not super active on there, but that's when the checkout, V-E-R-O, Vero. And then you've got, you know, Musical.ly. Musical.ly is another one. It's kind of like a sleeper. Not too many people play with it. It does skew very young right now uh, where you can make like little uh, music videos to whatever song. And I mean, it's a, it's a very fun, uh, but it's sticky too. I mean, a lot of people get on there and next thing you know, I know like, you know, Kingston, I mean, he's nine years old and he got on 
started messing around on Musical.ly and got a few hundred followers and started interacting with people and, you know, looking at so you got to keep an eye on that because it is a younger platform and there could always be some creepers on there. So I'm keeping an eye on things, but he's having fun on it. I've got some content on there and it's a musical. So it's M-U-S-I-C-A-L musical and then it's dot L-Y. So that's another kind of emerging platform. But on there, you got to be creative. You got to think, how am I going to send or say, you know, my message? Because how does your hair translate to a music video? Well, that's for you to interpret. So you have to get creative in how you're going to deliver and be native to the platform. And you can see some of the things I've done on there, like putting together some pictures. I did some salon tours, you know, with the camera, added some music and effects to it. You know, just having fun experimenting, you know, and, and playing around with it. The biggest thing is thinking about all of these different mediums, giving yourself a little checkup, you know, so grade yourself on the level of, of content you're producing, grade yourself on the quality of content you're producing, uh, frequency, thinking about consistency is the big thing, and it's not easy, I'll tell you right now, I know for myself, and, you know, trying to run a company, uh, trying to do trainings, trying to do everything else that I have to do. You know, it's not easy to keep up with. So you have to look for those pockets of time. Maybe you have a schedule that you can set. But having those uh, dedicated pockets of time where you'll work on creating your content, maybe some of it you'll have you know, kind of laid out and then hold off on posting it and maybe slowly kind of drip it out. If you can post once a day, that would be amazing. Twice a day, three times a day, really, if you want to get serious about it. Some of the bigger players in the social game that are building huge communities, I mean, they could be posting anywhere from 10, 15, even 20 times a day. And that's on multiple platforms. So that's a big number. It's an ambitious number if it's not especially your full-time job. But thinking about you know, creating a community around your content, thinking about uh, being omnipresent, being everywhere all at the same time, and developing a strategy to be able to use, reuse, and hash up some of your content in different ways so you can create multiple looks on multiple channels. That's ultimately, you know, going to be the old, you know, your, your goal to be able to be everywhere. So when you think about omnipresence, that's what it's all about. So my challenge for you guys over the next you know week or so is to give yourself a little social media physical. Give yourself a vital check. Look at all your channels. When was the last time you posted? Could you post at least one thing to all of your channels in the next seven days? Find one or two mentors, people that are crushing it in the game, and watch what they do and copy them. You don't have to like recreate the the wheel. You know, there's techniques that they may be using, ways they post, frequencies how they post, maybe some of their copy, maybe some of their pictures, do they have themes, do they not? What are their what's their video look like? What's their audio sound like? What's their copy, you know, sound like when you read it? Finding out what they do if they're having success and if you can duplicate that, replicate that you can have the same success. And that's what people do over and over and over. This is nothing new. We see it in sports. We see it in business. We see it in hair. We see it in clothing. We see it in writing. 
We see it in movie making where people, oh, they kind of take a technique and they do it and replicate it. You know, in basketball, that's a great one. I mean, you see Michael Jordan. Then who's the next guy that came along? Kobe Bryant. Who's the next guy that came along? LeBron James. If you look at all three of these guys, you will see from Jordan, you will see the mimicking that was going on. You know, when Kobe was playing, even down to the shaved head sticking out his tongue when he was driving to the basketball hoop, and you go into LeBron James. I mean, for crying out loud, he wears number 23. I don't know if that's not mimicking the greatest of all time, looking at Michael Jordan. I don't know what is, but these are moves that you need to do the same and take take a note, take a, a play right out of their playbook, finding people that are crushing it, that are doing it in the game, and copying, doing what they're doing. Watch what they're doing. Watch what I'm doing. If you, I'm having a, you know, fun doing it, have a little bit of success. If you have any questions or you know concerns or whatever, and you're trying to figure your figure it out, then I would say, um, you know, hit up, hit me up, reach out to someone. And I mean, worst case scenario, they're gonna maybe they're gonna respond, maybe they won't, but at least they're gonna know. Hey, you were trying to reach out to them. They know that you're watching them. Maybe they'll tighten their game up and. Maybe that you'll learn a few more things from them. But give yourself a social media vital checkup this week and see what your game's all about. So that's my challenge for you guys for this podcast. Uh, Real quick before we go, just want to let you know about a couple other things that are going on. I'm super excited. I'm going to be doing a webinar on March 26th. It's next Monday at 8 p.m., it's going to be a webinar, so you're going to uh, be able to sign up. It's You can get the tickets. Either you go to my page, either my Instagram, SunnyD1.0. You can get a ticket. There's a link at the top of my Instagram. You can get a ticket right there. Click on the link. It'll take you to the Eventbrite page where the tickets are. It's $15. You're going to get probably an hour, hour and a half training. Um, I'm going to be the subject matter that I'm going to be sharing on this webinar is going to be building the resume of the future. So I'm super excited about this topic. I talk a lot about it when I'm speaking. I dedicated a whole chapter to it in my first book, YFY, for stylists, because really the resume as it exists, guys, it's dead. It is dead, dead, dead. I've never read a resume, any of my top performers that I have working with me, never read any of the resumes. They all look the same. They look just like mine looked. We keep doing the same thing and expecting different results. So what I do in that chapter is I bury the old school resume, like rear view mirror perspective, and I shed some light on what the future resumes could look like. Well, this webinar, we're going to take it to the next level because I'm going to go through step by step not only what it would look like, but how to build it, finished products. You'll get to see it all on the webinar. So hopefully you guys are going to be free on on Monday night. You can sign up. You can be there live. And then if you aren't able to watch it live, that's cool. You get your ticket. You'll be able to get a copy of the recording, send that out to you. And I'm going to go step-by-step, take you through the entire process on how to build the resume of the future. So that's coming up Monday night. March 26, 8 p.m., go to my Instagram or else you can probably go on my uh, Facebook page. I'm sure there's links on there through Eventbrite or just look in the Eventbrite app. It's the building the resume of the future. So hopefully I will see you guys there.
So that's the podcast for today, guys. Hopefully you're going to keep on crushing it. Have an amazing uh, rest of your week. And looking forward to checking in with you guys next week. And, of course, if you haven't gotten your copy of YFYI for Stylist, go to yourfirstyearin.com. Get your copy. I'll sign it. It'll be on its way. If you've left a review and you haven't gotten your free T-shirt yet, let me know. Because everyone that leaves a review on the podcast takes about 24 hours for that review to post. Then you'll get some free swag, YFY t-shirts coming your way. And the last thing, guys, if you haven't pre-ordered your copy of YFYI for Salon Ownership, you can do that at yourfirstyearin.com as well, my second book. We're going to be shipping at the end of the week. I know a lot of you guys that have pre-ordered have been very patient. I am going to hook you guys up for your patience. I appreciate it. had a couple issues getting the first round of books out but we're going to be shipping here shortly so if you haven't gotten your book that's why you know it i still love you and i will make it up to you and if you want to get a copy of yfy for salon owners if you're getting ready to take that move or you're already in that move you already took that move and you're looking at okay my business is working but it's not working as well as i want it to or you're thinking about becoming a salon owner In this book, I had a lot of fun doing this project. I get to kind of break down all the different things and topics and challenges that I faced as a new salon owner trying to figure it out. And now, you know, coming up on my ninth year as a salon owner, there's still things I'm learning every single day. But this book, I mean, you know, it kind of goes into a lot of the, the nuts and the bolts, the systems, the numbers, the hiring process, the career pathing growing, expanding, key relationships, financing, construction, all of the topics that a lot of people forget about. And then all of a sudden they find themselves, you know, kind of with a ball and chain when the whole idea behind them starting their business was to help them become free. And then they feel more prisoner than ever. You know, we recently, one of the salons that we bought, I talked to the guy and I was talking to him about, you know, what what are you going to do now? You know, you're selling your business. You know, he's owned this business for eight years. And uh, he said to me, he's like, you know, I'm going to just go play golf and I'm going to go drive Uber. I was like, what? what that's what you want to do? I mean, you're selling your business. That's that's it. And he's like, yeah. You know, he's like, I haven't played golf in eight years. You know, I'm sure when he thought about owning a business, it was like, I'm going to own a business. I'm going to be free. I'm going to be able to do what I want any old time like the song goes. But that wasn't the case. And that happens to a lot of people. So having true freedom, creating freedom of time, freedom, uh, financial freedom, you know, that's the goal. And that's really the, the idea behind owning your own business. But a lot of people never realize that idea. So in this book, I talk about a lot of things I've learned along the way, mistakes that I've made, things that you can avoid, and how to really build a real business. So get that. It's your first year in salon ownership. It's going to be shipping at the end of this week. And you can get that at yourfirstyearin.com. Look forward to getting that in your hands. So thanks for listening, guys. Hopefully if I see you out there throughout the week or in the next couple of weeks, if I'm speaking anywhere, you won't hesitate. Come up, say, hey, love to see you. Uh, sign a book for you, take a picture, answer a question, whatever you want to do. I will be speaking at Paul Mitchell, the school, Tampa, actually tomorrow night. So if you're in Tampa and you listen to this, look out, look out, here I come. I'll be there tomorrow night speaking about YFY, and I've got a few other dates I'll be talking about on a future podcast. So until then, I'm going to get back to work, get back to building my empire, and 
doing my thing. So you go do yours. So thanks for listening, guys. And remember, this is the YFYI podcast. This is where you come to learn how to build your business right once or else you will be doomed to have to build it again. Thanks for listening, guys. And I will talk to you soon. Send me your location. Let's ride the vibrations. I don't need nothing else but you. At times I wonder why I fool with you. But this is new to me. This is new to you initially. I didn't want